Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Big show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a Big Show. Is everybody ready? Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Hey, guess what day it is. Oh, come on. I know you can hear me. It's hump day. Woo-woo! Hump day? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Welcome in. It is The Big Show, just like the man with the big voice just said here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. I'm Gordon Monson. Britton Johnson is sitting in for the vacationing Jake Scott. And Britton, you want to tell the people where we are today? Am I I on? You are on. A-R-U-P. Yeah. Come on down and uh, save a life. Yeah. As Lance says. Come on down, save a life. You'll hear from Lance, who's an incredible guy who does an awesome job of running of running this place and making sure uh making sure people understand uh the process and what they go through here and he just he just does an awesome job. And so what a great thing to be able to come down in here and, and do and donate blood and help save lives. Yeah. Austin's back in the studio. We just picked up the headsets from uh Scotty and Pants. Yeah. And uh, we had a bit we're, of an enjoyable little exchange there. There's all kinds of history here. See, that's a thing. We're going to try and friends, pull this thing up out of a tailspin. Friends uh, friends know too much about one another, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Yeah, they do. What's the, most in, what's the most entertaining thing you can say about Hans? The most entertaining? <laughs> <laughs> There's too much I know about Hans. Yeah, I know. Oh, uh, gosh. You know what? Uh, that's that's a tough question because I I have to pause and make sure some of them are radio appropriate. It's sort of like when people listeners. ask you about teammates, right? But I mean, this is the time to do it because he's he's out there still chit chatting with Scotty out on the front porch with with people, and so he may never hear what I say. So yeah, um, God, you know, I'll tell you what Hands did to me last year that was a little bit interesting. I'm walking through the Jazz Arena on a Jazz night. Can't remember who they were playing, but you know. When you're walking through the arena, you kind of, you know, you want to sort of like look like the part. You don't really do anything outlandish, right? I mean, I just like enjoying. You're I enjoy walking like a chicken. Yeah, I mean, I'm shaking people's hands. Hey, Britton, how you doing? You know, I'm six ten, so I stand out. So I'm just kind of like trying to, you know, I'm keeping people it cool. Saying, hey, Sean, you remember, how are you? You remember in the show Hitch, when Will Smith is teaching um, uh, Kevin James, "Don't be so yes. wild in your uh-huh. dancing. Keep it." Keep it cool. Keep uh-huh. it. Keep it right in between the lanes. That's kind of what I like to do. Um, and uh, again, we, you know, we'll get yelled at. Hey, love the show, Britton. How you doing? People call me Sean Bradley now all the time because they listen to the show or they actually think I'm him. <laughs> so I, I just, you know, I, I'm sort of careful with myself. Well, last year during one of the games, I'm walking through the arena. All of a sudden, my body literally comes off the ground, and I'm up on top of someone's shoulders, and I'm being twirled around like a helicopter. I had no idea what's going on, but I immediately, no, I do. I immediately know there's no other human being strong enough to just throw my body around like this. I feel like I was on a, a ride at Lagoon and hands had come from behind, grabbed my shoulder and then grabbed my thigh and threw me up over his shoulders and started twirling me around the hall, <laughs> you know, and I'm again, I'm just like, oh, this sucks. Cause it's like, I just look like an idiot. You know, my big old giraffe legs are swinging all through the hall. I'm thinking I'm going to kick someone in the head. 
And then Hans finally puts me down. I'm just like, did that really just happen? Yeah. <laughs> so there's a good story between Hans and I. We've uh, all had that, that Hans, Hansification. Hansification? Yeah. One time I was walking Like a through, hug? Is that what you're talking uh, no, about? one time I was walking. Because he's almost broken ribs on I people. Know, I was walking through the, the, in the inner bowels there of the arena. I was yeah. just walking along, and he comes up. He checks me into the wall. <laughs> Darn near dislocates my shoulder, and he thinks it's all in good fun. Yeah. He's a strong, strong human being. I don't think he knows how strong he is. Yeah. I would you know, much that. like, is it okay to compare him to Lenny on Mice and Men? Or is that rude? Because he's a lot smarter than Lenny. Uh-huh. He's definitely smarter than Lenny, if he's listening. But he is a strong human being, and he could... You're a he, dead man. He could <laughs> strangle you. No, he is. He's smarter than Lenny, but he's just... I don't know that he knows his own strength. All right. Well, fair enough. Then. Do you have any embarrassing Scotty stories? Scotty? Kyle, stop, man. I'm not telling stories about the boss. Austin and uh, Lloyd warned me that you're going to try to get me to say something crazy. Oh, really? They, they warned me. They, they, yes. I, they I warned just, me with I just wondered things. if Scotty had ever done anything that really no. ticked you off or was no, embarrassing, no. incriminating you know, One time, I, Scotty claims one time I said something rude about him to Lloyd. I just said, no, I, I can't get a hold of Scotty, and I was frustrated. And, and told Lloyd of so my So you probably said that you'd left 50 messages and he never yeah, responds. Yeah, I needed. To, I desperately needed to be in touch with Scotty. And uh, I let Lloyd know of my unappreciation uh, for him not responding to my texts. And then he went and showed it to Scott. So be careful with whatever you text Lloyd. So in other words, you just don't trust anybody around no, you. No, I trust, I trust a lot of people. Yeah. Sure. Just not Lloyd. I trust Lloyd. He's a Murray Spartan, man. He just he just had a bad moment. Okay. Well, thanks for sitting in today. Yeah. And Jake, uh, we've been having... Jake's good, out and about, huh? We've had, uh, yeah, he's uh, out having a good time, and uh, so I'm glad you could join us. David Locke will join us, the radio voice of the jazz, at 4 o'clock. Lots to get to. And, Britton, I'm glad you're on today because there are a lot of basketball questions I want to run past you and uh, get your responses to some of the stuff that's going on with the Utah Jazz. So uh, we'll, why don't we start with uh, our split story of the day, uh, Britton, because that's what we usually do. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Grant Hughes, a Bleacher Report. Let's start with the Jazz. What did you think of the moves they've made? There were a lot of stats out there showing the quality of shots the Jazz generated in the postseason were among the best in terms of open threes and quality looks, and they didn't make them. So they added Conley, a guy who certainly is going to make more shots than Ricky Rubio did. Bogdanovich is a knockdown shooter, especially as a catch-and-shoot guy. Throw Davis in there as a really good backup center. Maybe that means defensively they take a step back during the regular season, but this is a team that's trying to advance deep in the playoffs, and they're better positioned to do more playoff damage. I thought that was an interesting take on his part, that the Jazz are built for the playoffs. That thought I mean, I, th- I guess I thought of that, but not in those terms. I thought, okay, the Jazz have improved themselves. They'll be better in the regular season and in the postseason. But uh, Grant seemed to be saying there that they are better suited for postseason play. You know, listen, I'll tell you this, and, and, and I discussed this a little bit with Tony and Austin yesterday on their show. Uh, the Part of me wants to, to, before I get overly excited about some of these moves, I mean, that's fine if the, the fans want to, and I'm, I'm a Jazz fan, so part of me is excited. But I want to watch them in action to see what happens. Now, 
I say that because you remember LeBron joined the Heat with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh, and their first half of the season was ugly. It was not pretty. They were losing a lot of games. This circumstance, to me, feels so much different because, first of all, we're not getting the best player in the world like the Heat got LeBron. We didn't just win a championship, but we got better as a team, I believe. I truly believe we got better as a team. The Jazz got better as a team. The, the reason I feel more confident that what happened in Miami, and, and that's fine. Maybe they needed that to happen to fix and work some kinks out to get to, their, to, get to the championship that year and then lose by this, to the Spurs. But, or maybe that, no, that one was Dallas. This is why I believe that you're going to see a significant improvement right away because the coaching voice here matters. The coaching voice here from day one will matter. Spolstra had to wait for the heat to lose and start to spiral for LeBron to get his ear, to, for LeBron to respect his voice. And that's just LeBron. That's who LeBron is. And LeBron probably wanted Spolster fired when they started losing games. Well, you had, luckily, uh, Miami Heat uh, president um, Pat Riley that was like, no, this is our guy, right? So I'm just using these two as a comparison in, 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 in a sense to, to just say this will be different because the voice of Quinn Snyder, Alex Jensen, Johnny Bryant, um, and the rest of the, the coaches, I haven't learned their names yet. I know Coach Lang left. Um, their voices have serious respect from these players. And even the new guys coming in will respect their voice because why? Donovan Mitchell does. Rudy Gobert does and Joe Ingles does. Those are the team leaders. And you're not going to come in and roll your eyes at Quinn. You're not going to come in and, no, nah, this is not what I signed up for. That, and Memphis Grizzlies guard Mike Conley, I'm, I, even though we have not watched him play in a jazz uniform, Gordon, I feel safe to, to 100% predict he will come in and, and respect Quinn's voice. The guy's never got a technical. The guy's a leader. He's a defensive guy. Um, Props to Justin Zanuck, um, Dennis Lindsay for finding uh, players I believe that are going to come in and, and listen to a coach's voice and then also be excited to listen to that voice because at times the coach says, go do your thing. Go be Donovan Mitchell. Go be Rudy Gobert. I mean, I think there could have been a lot of coaches that, and I'm going a million different directions here, Gordon, I'll stop here in a sec, but I think there could have been a lot of coaches that actually could have hampered or, or I guess damned Rudy's game in a sense because Quinn – has done everything for Rudy in the sense of, no, you're more than what everyone's saying you are. You're actually an offensive threat. You're actually one of the best defenders this league's ever seen. I I just feel like Quinn's development physically and mentally is going to to make it so that this team sees a significant difference right away. To your point about uh, Rudy Gobert at the offensive end, remember last year the very first thing that they were working on in practice was lobbing the ball into Rudy Gobert yeah. to utilize what cool? he could do. Even though he's not really known as an offensive player, but that was an aspect of the Jazz that Quinn thought that they could take advantage of moving forward, and the team was cooperative in that regard. Now, it's a little more challenging this time around because you have more talent. Yeah. You've got more guys who know that they can make shots, and if you know you can make shots, then what? You want the ball, right? Right. But they also... And the phrase I've been using is not a is not a new phrase. It's not particularly clever in any way. But these guys that they've added are mentally tough. And that means a lot of different things, and we hear that spoken a lot. But my definition of that is maybe a little broader than what some others do. I think that Mike Conley is going to come in here and share the ball. 
mm-hmm. why he wants to win. And yep. he, that is a part of being mentally tough. It's a part of being disciplined. He's going to come in. Is he going to get his? Yeah, because he, he knows that what he adds to this equation will help the team win more. But he's not going to sit there and hog the ball. Right. I agree. Well, and I'll tell you, the uniqueness of Quinn's message last year, and it will spill over to this year, I, I'll steal his terminology. I love that. He, he basically told the team, we have a guy in Rudy Gobert that his hands are in, the, in rare air. They're in, in a rare space. Why would you throw him a bounce pass? Everything needs to be up in the air, up around where he can catch it, where other players can't. And they emphasize that. And, and voila, Rudy ends up with the most dunks of an NBA player in, in history in, in a one-year season. I mean, you're talking more than Wilt Chamberlain. Oh, I don't know if they added Wilt into that equation because they weren't keeping track of dunks, but more than Shaq, more than Dwight Howard. Um, you know, some of the best dunkers in the NBA, Rudy surpasses them. That doesn't happen because Rudy created that himself. That happens because of what Quinn's message was to the team and then following suit. Um, that just shows you how well, uh, Quinn, again, Quinn's voice is respected, but it just shows you also his intelligence. I stole the, the, that, that messaging from him because – my son's uh, basketball team, we have a huge kid, a 14-year-old kid that's six foot eight, And uh, I would listen to the way Quinn would describe it. I'd listen to the way, you know, David Locke would kind of tell us, because he got to go into the practices, how, how Quinn would describe it. And I'm telling my team, we've got a kid that's got hands up in space nobody else can get to. I, I, I'm, I'm telling you right now, do not throw him a bounce pass. Don't throw a bounce pass unless you absolutely have to. So Quinn's got kind of a unique way. And I think that's what's making him so attractive right now to players of coaching yeah. and getting them to actually listen. And I mean, Gordon, this is exciting. When if, it's finally happening, so right? Let me, let Everybody's let me, been let me, like, "When can the Jazz yeah. get free agents?" It's it's yeah, finally yeah, it here. Is here. And it wasn't just Justin Zanuck waving a wand. Right. I'm giving him a ton of credit, but this is a combination of people understanding how awesome Quinn is and Quinn's players. Probably, I'm going to guess Donovan out saying. This place is for real. This this coach is for real. So I'm taking a couple of different things from what you just said there. First of all, you're stealing stuff from Quinn Snyder. Yes. You're pilfering. Like not, 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 not necessarily like monetarily, you know, like, like cash you're or not, his car. You're not sneaking his, into his house. Or his shoes. No. It, but you're, it's, it's now, I, it, I'm stealing his ideas. And there are no new ideas. I mean, the coaches do this. Uh, well, they give freely sometimes, yeah. don't they? Yeah, I, mean, I think so. They share this stuff. And <laughs> you're, so it's sharing. Um, yes, yes, there you go. You're sharing that information, even though Quinn has no idea that you're doing it. But you're taking advantage of his ability. Absolutely. And two, uh, the players respect this guy enough not only to play for him, but to come here to play for him. Yeah. That's a part of what's going on. <laughs> Excuse me. And I thought of that yesterday as the news broke about Jeff Green, and then after the show, when did Austin? When did uh, the story break about Emmanuel Mudiay? Uh, it was near the end of the show yesterday. Yeah, it was right at the end, so we didn't get a chance to talk about that as much. But these guys are coming to the Jazz for reasons, and, well, the, 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 and they're different reasons. Well, some of them are the same, and some of them are different. I wrote a column about this that they'll post over at the Tribune sometime over the next twenty-four hours. I don't know when. But these guys have reasons to come. Jeff Green is uh, is a veteran who doesn't really necessarily need a whole lot of development. I think there's more in him than has been drawn out at times, and I think Quinn is going to get the best out of him. But he really likes Mike Conley. They established a relationship when they were together yeah. in Memphis. He wants to win. He wants to play with Mike Conley, and he thinks he can thrive under uh, Quinn Snyder's leadership. 
Uh, now you take Emmanuel Moutier. Here's a guy, a, uh, the seventh overall pick in the draft, and has never really fulfilled what some people thought he might do. Mm-hmm. Last year was 15-4 and four with the Knicks, but nobody cared who was winning and losing in there. Uh, now he can come to a place that has a reputation for developing young players. And I call Quinn Snyder the player whisperer. That's what he is. That's what he is. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. All, all Emmanuel Moutier, how do you say his last name? Moutier. That's Moutier. How I say it. All he has to do is watch the playoffs. And in the Eastern Conference Finals, Western Conference Finals, how many former Jazz guys were playing, right? How many former guys that came, whether that was a, a piece of Sloan or whether that was a piece of uh, Quinn, you have to look at the, the track record and say, my gosh, players are leaving here better. Just, I mean, Booker will tell you that. Yeah. Booker, Booker was catapulted into a, an awesome contract because of the way he was developed here. Think of Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward. I mean, players came here and got better. So I, I think, think the message, Joe Ingles. I mean, you yeah. know, I mean, it's it's pretty evident. I think the message is out, um, and and I don't know, I don't know the exact sales pitch, but I know if it was me, I'd say, here you go, here, proof is in the pudding. All these players got better. Look at their stats. Look at the winning percentages for the Jazz. Look how many more contracts are being thrown at them. Go talk to their agents about how much better they got here. So I think that that's the most attractive thing right now is that we're seeing it firsthand. And how awesome is that? Quinn's been here, what now? This will be year number five coming up. Is it five already? Wow. Maybe four. four. Five, something like that. Um, and, and he's already seeing these this development in his players. So it's pretty amazing. And they get both of these guys for bargain basement prices. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's another indication that they want to come here for a reason. We'll get more into that and uh, continue on with it. But, uh, Britton, uh, we have a special guest here with us, Lance from ARUP. Yeah, thanks for coming down, up, guys. Yeah, we really need a big push here on the day before the holiday, just because we've had so many patients come into our hospitals, and we usually get a lot of patients, but yesterday we had our biggest patient of the year that ended up using 173 units of blood. Wow. And so when we talk about units, that's one donation per person when they come in. So 173 people were needed just to help one patient yesterday at our hospitals. And we had 60 other patients that used blood. And so we're really, really low on O positive. We need all blood types. But if you're O positive, O negative, we really need your help today. Aside, Lance, from the fact that people are actually supplying blood, that is a very tangible need. What, uh, what, What is their expression to you after they're done? Donating. Uh, we have a lot of people who donate blood for the very first time, and you know they're a little apprehensive. But when they come back here and they're hanging out with us, they're like, "Wow, that was actually pretty easy. That was a good deal." And the nice thing about being owned by our hospitals, because they own us, uh, is we get to hear the stories about who they help. One out of three donations ends up going to a child at Primary Children's Hospital. They average about 20 patients a day that are using blood. And and if they're having a heart procedure, all the blood has to be less than five days old. Mm. And so that's who you're helping. You're helping the folks that are unfortunately going to spend their holiday in the hospital while we're all out having fun. And so this is how you can help them out. So we're extending our hours. We're open until 7 o'clock tonight here at our Sandy Donor Center, which is at 9786 South, 500 West. come in before seven o'clock tonight you get a ten dollar megaplex gift card and a five dollar subway gift card for helping us out 
And afterwards, you get some snacks and some refreshment and uh, relax before you leave. The biggest snack buffet you'll ever see. <laughs> All right, Lance, give that address one more time. Yeah, so we're at 9786 South, 500 West. That's in Sandy. You can take either in the 90th South exit or 106, and we're on the west, far, si- w- sorry, west side of the freeway. Just go down the street till you see the giant American flag, and we're right there. All right, and we've got jazz gear to give away as well if you stop by and see us. Thanks, Lance. Thank you. Thank you, Lance. Uh, all right, the Big Show continues coming up next. This is DJ and PK. Scott Agnes covers the Indiana Pacers for the Athletic. As you look at the West now, what should Jazz fans think for a win total? Where do you think they slot in the West? It's hard to say at this very moment that they're not the favorites, although I would temper that with saying, I think the Lakers are really going to dive in. That would be my expectation. And so I think the Jazz are well in line to win nearly 60 games potentially and be one of the leaders in the Western Conference. I really like this makeup of the team and really praise their front office. For what they did, it feels like they are all in, at least for the next two years. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. That is ACDC. This is one of my favorite ACDC songs, i got to tell you. It gets me fired up. If I had a, a walk-up song, this might be it. <laughs> it. I have no idea. I never really paid much attention to the words. I mean, it just fires me up. Yeah. And uh, Austin, uh, uh, Britton picked the band of the day today. Uh, you want to tell uh, the good people who brings that to us? Well, yeah. I don't know that I would have ever become an ACDC fan, but... My best friend uh, from second grade uh, till now introduced me to ACDC. Um, he, and I've talked a lot about him on the radio, he uh, battled cancer for two years, uh, had a glioblastoma, and passed away Monday. Wow. Yeah. So, so you wanted this band to, in tribute to him? In tribute to my good friend, David Dean Bona. Oh. Grew right. up in Murray with me, uh, and is an incredible man. Left, you know, has uh, his wife and four children, and yeah, it was a rough day this week for a lot of our friends and family in Murray because he was one of the best men I've ever met. Mm. Incredible human being. You know, I know everybody says nice things about those who are loved ones that passed on, but he, Gordon, um, uh, you, you just couldn't find a more genuine. He was a big guy too, like the size of hands, six mm. foot five. Uh, was going to play football at Utah State, but busted his shoulder up, and um, but just remained a big, huge, strong teddy bear of a guy. Mm-hmm. Took care of a lot of people, and he it, th- this was a hard loss for a lot of people because because he's a good man. So anyway, ACDC band in honor of Dave, who who introduced me to them. All right, I and like I, it. I think this was like their Murray football like like theme song, you know. So it does more than just fire me up. It has special meaning to you and yeah. Austin. Brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets. Get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. Am I alone in that uh, TNT uh, love? You like that song? Oh, I love it. I think they used either that one or it was another ACDC song when we would do our warm-ups. When when they would announce us at the University of Utah games. Basketball games. Yeah, I can't. I I wish I could remember. It might might be that one. But it was... 
But if, uh, yeah, man, that's a, that's a, those are songs that'll fire you up, man. Yeah, sure will. Britton Johnson sitting in for Jake today. Austin's driving this bus, and uh, we were talking about the jazz on stop number one, and uh, you know Jeff Green came in, Manuel Moutier, and it's sort of like it's now that you look at the collection of players the Jazz have uh, rounding out the roster, uh, and you look at it in the comprehensive form, and you think, okay. That's a lot of good stuff there. I mean, none yeah. of these single moves, other than the Conley move, probably blew anybody away. The Bogdanovich move is nice. But you add it all up together, and uh, the Jazz are selling, and folks are buying, and uh, it's shaping up to be uh, a true contender. You know, it's, it would be fun to just really figure out the nuts and bolts of, of how this is happening. Now, I can tell you right now it's a combination of, again, Great management again. Dennis, Lindsay, Justin, Zanuck, Quinn, Alex. Uh, you know, doing their part. The Millers. But I, I, I just uh, this isn't happened like this before. And you, you, you have to applaud that that they're doing this, putting the pedal to the metal because you have to. You got Donovan Mitchell and, and Rudy Gobert, and the clock's ticking. Yeah. And you want to you want to strike while that that iron's hot, and it's hot right now. It's hot because those two. Um, are doing things statistically and and visually that we haven't seen before in the Jazz Arena. Stockton and Malone were a different brand. It was they were like, you know, put on the the construction coats and go and and, and smack hammers around and we'll get a W. It and was, some Jazz fans never even saw those guys play, yeah. at least not live. And that was fun. Don't get me wrong, it was fun. But Malone wasn't going above the rim two and a half feet like Rudy has thrown down a lob. Uh-huh. Malone wasn't taking the ball. Malone was just getting it done, night in, night out. And if you were a basketball, you know, enthusiast, you respected the heck out of how how he brought it every night and how Stockton brought it every night. Um, not that Donovan and Rudy aren't bringing it every night. They are very Malone and Stockton esque. But it's it's a flair that that we've never seen here before. Stockton wasn't dunking like uh, no. Donovan Mitch? No, but he's he was throwing passes by guys' ears and mm. doing fun stuff and, and winning consistently with his with his basic fundamentals, which was awesome. I mean, but, and, and rightfully so, they have statues of those two guys out there. But this is a, uh, I think, you know, a, a fun flair of basketball that, that, again, you just don't necessarily, I think we haven't seen in Utah for a, forever and now you're adding pieces to that and you're like oh they're doing what they should be doing but every year they're like why are we getting fans are like why are we getting more why are we getting more free agents in here right yeah easier said than done well guess what there's there should be no complaining because this is awesome you're not going to get Kawhi Leonard to sign here but you just got some pretty awesome free agents yeah uh, and what, it's interesting that and trades. one thing leads to another. You add Mike Conley, and because Mike Conley is here, and then the additions to that, then a Jeff Green looks at because Jeff Green had options. He could have gone a lot of places, yeah. and he chose to come here. Why? Because one of those dominoes had already fallen, and he so he comes too. So there's sort of this thing happening here, like you talked about, that, that is really positive for the Jazz. Uh, I'm sure... Jazz fans are fired up about this. I've been very optimistic about it. But here's the most important thing. The players and coaches are stoked, too. Yeah. They are. Now, they can't talk about this stuff publicly. Or I guess uh, they have to be careful with what they say until when, July 6th? Yeah. Well, you, you just think, Gordon, the stats we've seen on Bondanovich 
and the corner threes. 52%. Right. The, the stats. More go in than don't go in. Right. The stats on Conley. And you're, you're now, you're giving some, some hope when every time that ball leaves that corner three where with, with Derek Favors, man, and, and, and my goodness, so difficult to say anything bad about him. But, but because of situations, situationally, Derek Favors was thrown in that corner because they wanted to play him at the four. They wanted to start at him. They continue to start and they wanted to continue to say this guy has a lot of value. So in case they needed to trade him or just because he deserved it, he did deserve it. Now, when that ball is leaving that corner three, you know, there's there's a lot more excitement and hope uh, for that split second than where when Derek shot it, you're just kind of like, ah, he has to. They're trying to turn him into a four man that can shoot. It's not where he should be. Ricky Rubio, they're trying to turn him into a point guard that can shoot. He probably won't ever become that. You know, and now there's just some significant stuff coming. Man, opponents. Look who just walked in. Steve Brown walked in. Steve Brown. Yeah, I, I, the opponents wanted. Derek Favors. They wanted Ricky Rubio to shoot the threes. Yeah. Uh, I don't think opponents are going to want to see Bogdanovich launching threes. Or, for that matter, Mike Conley. He can do a lot of different things with it. So, and there won't and be as many open threes and, this right, year. I'm going to tell you. Well, that right I mean, now. and if defenses have to adjust to that, guess who? That opens lanes for Donovan Mitchell. That opens, that opens the lob. You thought Rudy Gobert got a lot of dunks last year. Yeah. Think about the openings, the opportunities that will be there for him because guys have to play honest defense. Yeah, we'll see a lot of just really good decision-making, I, I believe, with the ball being on the floor because of because of shooters being crowded, and they have to put the ball on the floor and make some things happen. Um, and that's uh, and that's where Rudy comes in. On, on You you have to make a decision. You're going to bring that big guy to stop the drive. Conley's got a floater. That's what's going to be so fun. Yeah. I'm just, think how hard James Harden's floater was to decide on James Harden's floater wasn't good at least I don't think it was David t- David will correct me on that but I can't remember I, I times like a, when it wasn't. that seemed like what we wanted to force him into it wasn't bad but um Conley's floater is going to be fun to watch because he's going to put the ball on the floor in that pick and roll he's going to split defenses and then you've got to make a decision either come and help that floater or or guard Rudy and uh, it'll be fun. Now that uh, Green or Moutier are on the roster, uh, there are a couple more positions that need to be filled out. That brings us to the Salt Lake City Summer League. We'll, another game took place last night. We'll discuss that coming up next right here on The Big Show. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. A British analyst unhappy with Alex Morgan. For me, this was a little bit disrespectful. I think it's a little bit distasteful. I'm glad. Good. What? I'm glad you're offended. That's fantastic. <laughs> She's celebrating because she scored a goal. That's what you do in soccer. <laughs> and yeah, you rubbed it into your uh, opponent. There's certain things that you do in other sports. You might get a yellow card or a technical foul or whatever. I don't think it warrants that. Le- Leanne Sanderson is acting as though she gave the goalkeeper the people's elbow after she scored. <laughs> she sipped some pretend tea. Pretend tea! She mimed drinking a cup of tea and people are mad about that. <laughs> I'm glad they're mad now, about it. Tony Parks and Austin Horton weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. The best coverage of the Utah Jazz in the NBA is right here on The Big Show. Kick it. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 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 
the big show. Britton Johnson sitting in for Jake. I'm Gordon. We're down here at ARUP. Come on down, donate blood, save lives. They're in dire need. I saw Steve Brown here. Old Steve. Good to see Steve. Great seeing him. Um, I don't know what to make. Well, first of all, we said we were going to talk Summer League, and we will. But, Britton, at some point, we got to talk about Kawhi Leonard and what's going on. Apparently, uh... Austin just informed me that helicopters are, like, following Kawhi Leonard around now. He's in L.A., right? Is he in L.A.? Uh, I don't know where this is. I think that was the L.A. freeway, one of the 24 of them, yeah. Well, are you uh, sure you're not watching car chases, Austin? I'm positive that... Austin, you said something really interesting during the break when I was talking. Hey, we're up here watching Kawhi. Kawhi's coming down the L5, down to the three fires on the Harbor Boulevard. We don't know where he's going to go, but we're back to you guys. <laughs> now, get your numbers right. Well, yeah, if you're going to do it, then do it right. Uh, I'm sorry, there's a PCH down to the 419, the 405, and the 319. You got it right by there, Disneyland. The beach is great. You know, California's better than everybody. Kawhi knows it. Back to you. Very good. I think Austin's got a future. Right so the quiet now. stuff's bugging you, I, I was told. Well, I mean, it's bugging Austin, and he brought it to my attention. Interesting that they waited until everybody else was sort of out of the way. Yeah. So now all the attention is on Kawhi. That doesn't seem like that's his personality. I wonder if it's his team. Because his team was complaining about leaks and whatnot. But, Austin, do you think that this might be orchestrated by the very people who are complaining about it? Yeah, I, I liked what Hans said to you there, Gordon, yesterday about the, the shoe controversy with the Betsy Ross flag and how Nike is really benefiting off all this controversy. Well, Kawhi's team knows they can really benefit off of being the last people to make their announcement and make sure helicopters are following them and to say, oh, there's people hiding out in the bushes outside his house in Toronto or whatever. And they know and the shirts that he wears and the fact that he uh, has that weird, goofy laugh and he's the best player in the world right now because Kevin Durant can't walk and he just won a title. They know all of this. And whether he wants all the attention or they want all the attention, it just seems a little, I don't know, uh, uh, cooked up to me. To just be coincidence. What you said at the near the end there is the most important part. Remember, this guy just won a title. Yeah. And his team won a title because of Kawhi Leonard. Right, right. And yet you need to create even more commotion in order to what? To what end? Game I think, more it, I think money? it all is just so strange because he left San Antonio. Because right? like when Tim Duncan won a title and if he was a free, I'm sure there was a year after one of his titles he was a free agent. It, it, there was no, right, I'm coming back. You knew he was coming back. Uh, God, when Malone back in the in the years of the two title runs, or even maybe when their Western Conference Finals runs, you know there was no question they're coming back. I think the strangeness of all this is that Kawhi left San Antonio, uh, didn't necessarily envision himself landing in Toronto, lands there, and then all of a sudden, poof, wins the finals. I mean, Kawhi could have very easily landed in. Charlotte landed in Atlanta and wouldn't have won a finals with that cast, mm-hmm. right? But mm-hmm. this all sort of in a sloppy fashion fell fell into place. And his remember, team, Toronto was a very good team before he got. They, there. Yeah, they were a good team. That's what I'm saying. But his team was also responsible for his exit in San Antonio. 
part partly responsible because this they're the ones. Team. They're yeah, they're the ones that were telling him, "No, oh, you need to get this quad checked by this doctor and this doctor." No, oh, this quad injury actually is worse than it should be. And apparently, his personal team was was telling him, you know, well, Mono Ginobili and Tony Parker saying we had worse quad injuries. Mm-hmm. You know, so there there is. I, I think Kawhi, the man in Austin, and I had a great conversation about this on on his show the other day. I I believe Kawhi, the person, is a, is a humble dude. Um, doesn't want to be in the limelight. I, I, I know he does some weird things, makes weird decisions, but I feel like his team kind of influences a lot of strange, strange stuff that we see happen. I, I love Kawhi Leonard. My two favorite players in the NBA right now are Damian Lillard and Kawhi Leonard. I love him because I'm exhausted with the Steph Curry, with the LeBron James and the Russell Westbrook. Every time I Kevin dunk, Durant. I got Kevin Durant. Well, Kevin Durant's not as bad as this, but every time I dunk, every time I score, I've got to smack my chest. I've got to point to the sky. I've got to shimmy. I've got to chew my mouthpiece outside of my, my, my mouth. You know what I mean? It's just I, I always just feel like they're working so hard to bring more attention to themselves. And, and you want to know what? That's, that's kind of this, the millennials and all this day and age, that's sort of what everybody's used to. I, at the same time, I want to just be like, to each his own, be yourself. It's just not my opinion and my cup of tea is not that. I love, I just love cold-blooded killers who don't go, excuse me, in, in sports right, terms, right, right. Who, who don't need a ton of attention. Damian Lillard's game-winning three on Russell Westbrook and his simple wave bye-bye to me was one of the greatest moments in sports. I just loved it. I loved it. the three Stockton's three was better than Damien's when he sent him to the finals. Don't get me wrong, everybody. Okay, I just loved Damien's way of handling Westbrook's, you know, harassment for that whole series. And it was just a simple. Yeah, the point that you made there, uh, Britain, is so interesting that uh, that Kawhi's personality seems in direct conflict with some of the approaches his personal team. Oh, makes. I agree. I agree. And I'll tell you, I'm just hoping like crazy he doesn't go to the Lakers. I just, I want the playing field to be even. And I said that the other day to somebody, I can't remember who it was, and they're like, oh, I think it still will be because one of those guys will get injured. Um, I, Yeah, you can't count on that. I just think if, if Kawhi goes to the Lakers, we're back to what Kevin Durant did going to Golden State Yeah, in a sense. Now, Golden State was already good. This whole puzzle has to still be put together with the Lakers if Kawhi goes there. But please just don't. Just don't go there, Kawhi. Please go to the Clippers. And let's make the NBA fun next year because everybody, it seems like there's a lot of teams, including the Jazz, that will have a nice shot at this thing. We'll talk more about that. We, we brought that up yesterday, whether Kawhi going to the Lakers was good or bad for the NBA bad. as a whole. Bad. We'll get into that. Also, David Locke will be joining us. Uh, we'll talk uh, the Jazz moves with the radio voice of the team uh, a little after four and in the meantime lance what you got going on down here at arup yeah we've got a special community blood drive going on right now and so we're asking everybody can you please come down and help donate some blood we're the sole blood provider to primary children's hospital huntsman cancer hospital university hospital and shriners hospital for children it takes more than 100 donations every single day just to keep up with all the patients at those hospitals and yesterday we had our largest patient of the year uh, that used 173 o positive blood units mm. that's 173 donations that was needed just for that one patient so we need o positive wow. we really need o positive is that the most common blood type it is it's the most common and a lot of people say well i have a common blood type so you probably don't need it and it's the exact opposite we use it the most o positive a positive o negative a negative we use those the most if you have one if you have b or ab we love you too uh-huh. we need you because we have 
dozens and dozens of patients every single day, and they all have different blood types. And with primary children's, the blood usually has to be less than five days uh, old for our littlest patients. Those that are four months or younger or have a heart procedure have to have brand new fresh donated blood to help them out the most so please come down we're at our sandy donor center which is at 9786 south 500 west we just cleared out the lobby our beds are open you i know you've got plans today and tomorrow but we've got lots of staff lots of beds we'll get you in and out back on your way and make it worth your time if you can come in before seven o'clock tonight it really doesn't take long it's like inside a half hour less than that maybe yeah. i mean you can come in you got movie tickets for people we got jazz gear to give away to people that come by we got t-shirts we got caps we got desk thingamabobs whatever well, how would you describe that? Geared up. It's a it's a paperweight. I, we've actually had quite a few go out the door in the last yeah. little bit, so it's popular. Yeah, it so looks come on, good. Come on down and see Lance. Give us that address one more time. Yeah, so ninety seven eighty six South, five hundred West in Sandy. It's on the west side of the freeway. There's a giant American flag right out front. So come down. We're open till seven o'clock, and everybody who comes in today before seven gets that ten dollar Megaplex gift card and a five dollar Subway gift card. All right, perfect. Thanks, Lance. Thank Appreciate you. it. And uh, Britain will have David Locke joining us uh, momentarily, and we have all kinds of questions for him. Can't wait to hear what David has to say about what the Jazz are doing or how much he can say. We'll find out. Coming up next on The Big Show. Three, two, one, one, one. The countdown is back on the Zone Sports Network. It's the fifth annual college football top 60 and 60. As we count you down to the start of the college football season. Listen every day at 1.30 as Hans and Scotty will announce another selection. I see you on Bob. Leading up to the start of the 2019 season. As voted on by the local media and you the fans. It's the top 60 and 60. Presented by Cypress Credit Union, the Southtown Auto Mall, and Master Electrical Service. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.